0: Uh, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, visiting us coming up in just a moment. He is uh, quite impressed with our New York City digs, I must say, and that makes me very happy. And we have a chance to speak with him uh, about every, all the goings on uh, around uh, Yeshiva University, etc., coming up right here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world in the web, at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, On our beloved NSN app, he is the uh, president of Yeshiva University for a little longer. Has had, in my opinion, an amazing tenure. And uh, I, as a a YU alum, uh, I am quite proud to look back at the tenure of uh, President Richard Joel. And he's in our studio this morning visiting on a very special Thursday morning. President Richard Joel, welcome back to JM in the AM.
1: Thank you, incomparable Nachum Siegel. It's wonderful to be in these unbelievable offices i you know your listeners don't get to see that this is like Two floors and 15 offices. Nobody mm. understands that.
0: Yeah, they don't realize how vast it is, huh? That's correct. Now now, now, now when they show up for our fundraiser next week, they're going to wonder where the other 14 rooms are. Yeah, well, <laughs> my lips
1: are sealed. It's a, always a, a special personal pleasure to be with you.
0: I greatly appreciate it. Um, so how do I refer to you as outgoing president, as, as someone who's completing his tenure? What would be the appropriate way? I'm to
1: generally speak? an outgoing
0: <laughs> You're an outgoing guy. Um,
1: you re- refer to me as Richard. Richard. Um, No, listen, I get to be President Emeritus, so uh, uh, I'm anticipating what that means. I was uh, a shul president when I was 40. Wow. And I realized after three years that the best job in the Jewish world is past president. (laughs) And certainly in universities. I mean, they always call you Mr. President. Right. Some people will even ask you what you think. Nobody will give a darn as to what you say. (laughs) And there's, a, there's
0: no pressure, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, the distinguished title will remain, and it'll be a pleasure. Well, to the, th- best,
1: the best title is professor, is
0: teacher, and that, that I get to do. Well, I'll ask you about your future plans in a few minutes. I, I'm sure there are a lot of people, including myself, very curious about that. The, your tenure officially ends on June the 5th. June the 5th. Who arrived at that uh, date for the end of your term?
1: Well, that's interesting. F- Fourteen years ago... Um, when it was, uh, when, when there was the changing of the garden, and, and my predecessor, Dr. Norman Lambs, und Stark, um, was uh, leaving. Uh, he said that the way to do this is to remain President through the Commencements, and then after that, hand it over. Now our fiscal year starts July 1. Um, Rabbi Berman uh, was brought on, I think, the end of November December as President-elect, and. Uh, uh, you know, he, he lives in Israel and had obligations there and went back and forth. Since March 1st, he has uh, formally been on board. He's been, uh, he also took a cue from me, and when he's here, he's living in an apartment in one of our dormitories, so he really gets to understand the university. Wow. And, um, and people thought it was appropriate for me to officiate at the last commencements, and you can't do that unless you're president. Uh, So we've had a transition where he is learning um, uh, all that he can learn, and he's, uh, uh, um, I'm sure, going through a great deal of thinking and planning as to uh, what's next in terms of Yeshiva University. And um, uh, so our commencement season ends on the 25th with the university graduation. Right Right after that is Shavuos and our, uh, our gala Yachekala um, uh, in the Westchester Hilton, which is really extraordinary and has 850 people. And, um, and I thought it was appropriate for me to finish Shavuos, make Havdallah, and then uh, quote Martin Luther King, free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, I'm free at last. And I say that, of course, tongue-in-cheek. Um, but um, why not then? In other words, uh, you, you, know, you could say, uh, go till June 30th. There's nothing different than, in right. fact... I've been very careful, and 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 I think proper in making sure that any decisions that impact on the university going forward really have to be done uh, with uh, Rabbi Berman's uh, approval. So right. I've been uh, uh, kind of there in case of emergencies that are still happening on my watch, and thank God we haven't encountered that. And um, and doing some of the there's a ton of uh, of public and ritual duties that's involved, and.
0: Uh, Packing up the office and uh, and all that and all that. <laughs> President Richard Joel is here. Were there more Lamb Joel conferences during transition, or more Joel Berman conferences during this transition? Conferences meaning get-togethers, meetings, discussions. Um, I think I was there. You know,
1: I I was elected in in um, early December as president-elect, and I was running the Hillel Foundation, so we were living in Washington, but we. Um, agreed right then that from then until june uh, i would split my week between washington and new york and uh, so there was more regularity to my presence than there was with rabbi berman so also i i had an office in what used to be a storeroom in dr lamb's office uh behind him uh and i was helped by his staff and uh, so i saw him i saw him frequently but we had formal uh, discussions uh, once a week uh regularly um by the way that continued after after uh, when he became chancellor of a little less frequently uh, honestly i mean it's not about uh uh knowing or coordinating i was in his office and uh, he was and is a very wise and thoughtful man uh he was incredibly generous with me in terms of uh of having a a uh, a confidential relationship and saying that uh He will tell me everything he thinks on the condition that I don't feel bound to agree to any of it Mm. and was never you know was always supportive Um, and um, what he gave me more than the technical details because the structure was different I mean Dr. Lamb was uh, uh, was involved uh, in uh, his scholarship and in fundraising and in uh, big policy areas and I I, uh, had to be uh, more of the COO and the CEO but I got perspectives from him, and I got wisdom uh, going back. He was there 27 years, uh, his view of, uh, of, of structure and professionals. And frankly, I always just got wisdom from him. It was, was, uh, was a pleasure. Um, I see uh, Rabbi Berman uh, um, frequently uh, at, at events and the like, and I think we we pretty much have had a, uh, a get-together once a week since he's come on whenever he's in the States. Um, and... Uh, we talk about lots of things. He's he's very deliberate and very smart, very smart. So generally when we meet, he has a list of, uh, of an agenda of questions and information that he wants. And, Good strategy uh, on his part. Very much so. Right.
0: Um, have you told him that transitions are difficult? Have you told him that in particular transitions at Yeshiva University can be difficult?
1: Well, it's hard to say because they're so infrequent. <laughs> uh, I don't just mean presidential <laughs> transitions. <laughs> you know, I think... Tra- we, we live we live by a code, and, and among the things we learn is baruch, avalecha, baruch You should be blessed in your coming and blessed in your leaving. Um, how to do that requires deliberate action and thought. Um, I, I think if you lead with grace, then you leave with grace. Mm. And um, and I think he has had, as, a, as rabbi of the Jewish Center, he's uh, engaged in his own transitions, first succeeding rabbi J.J. J. Schechter, and then... Uh, and then uh, making Aliyah and right. uh, transitioning, I think, you know, it's a very good question because I think that 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 this has been for me um, uh, a, a healthy and good time. Uh, I think, you know, it also depends on the circumstances of the transition. Right. I wanted to be president for ten years, and this is the end of fourteen. And a few years ago, when uh, uh, when I thought the university was uh, well positioned to really go to the next place, I talked to the board and said, I think it's time to start. And it took them a couple of years. Um, So I'm going out feeling um, like I've done my task and finished my task. And for Rabbi Berman, I think it's very overwhelming because he's coming from Israel. Um, He has not uh, uh, done this particular type of work before. Um, So there's a learning curve. But there was a learning curve for me. And I had been, you know, involved very much. He is a he is, he is a, a tremendously learned guy. He's a, he's a ben yeshiva, he's a Talmud Chachem. He just completed a very impressive Ph.D. Uh, at Hebrew University with Moshe Hal, Halbertal. Um, he was at yeshiva for many, many years. He taught at yeshiva. Um, and I think he has a, a great strength and a great determination and uh, an intellectual capacity. Um, and I think uh, he is... Doing what he should be doing in learning a lot, listening a lot, and knowing that he has to go to
0: next. Right. President Richard Joel is here, at Yeshiva University. He is president until the fifth of June. Um, when it's no secret that when you first uh, were elected as president, uh, there were those who were happy about the decision, and there were those who questioned the decision. Now, as you leave, and then there was my wife, <laughs> who didn't know what to think of the decision. She told me to do it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> now, as you leave Yeshiva University's presidency, uh, is everybody getting along? Are we generally friends with with most people, even those who may have been critics early on?
1: Um, look, I think, I think that the, um, like everything else in our community, there's always a wide range of what people think. Right. Uh, clearly, I was an out-of-the-box choice. There were many people who were very excited about it because they thought of, my prior experience in the Jewish world and people who knew me uh, thought that it was uh, going to be uh, exciting. There were others who were properly concerned, wondering about where I stood with the Masorah, with our traditions, and uh, being the first rabbi who was neither a Rav nor a Gaon. First president. Um, first president, rather, right. who's not a rabbi. I think there were, and who didn't know me. I think there were legitimate concerns. I think. Uh, uh, they were expressed sometimes in interesting and uh, perhaps uh, less than appropriate ways, but once I started, I mean, everyone um, uh, really uh, did everything to make Yeshiva University a success because that was our common bond. I tell you now, um, I, uh, I think I don't think it's ever been happier at Yeshiva University. I think that uh, I have been graced by wonderful relationships with our Russian Yeshiva for 14 years. Um, I think it's been a wonderful partnership. I think the faculty has uh, started out very fine and has become extraordinary. We've spent uh, a lot of our energies building up a great faculty and a great environment. And I think the university smiles. It's a total experience. Um, Having said that, um, there have been years not without challenge as it's been in the in the entire world. Uh, right. Nixon wrote a book called Six Crises. I'm going to see how many mine uh, count up to, but uh, <laughs> higher education has been through a cataclysm, and uh, the economy has been that way. So there, and, and there've been, um, uh, there have been, there bona shalom, God in his, uh, uh, with his divine sense of humor, decided to lump uh, uh, accumulated crises together. Notwithstanding that, yeshiva is stronger and wealthier and, uh, well, wealthier in terms of our endowment. Um, uh, deliciously complicated with uh, a huge number of students we'd certainly love more and what we're producing is special it's a noble place yeah. so I did want to say though that understand that all the employees of Yeshiva University aside from getting promotional increases or getting tenure increases there have been no salary increases at Yeshiva University for I think eight years uh, the, uh, the benefits that we've paid employees uh, are not what they should be and they just couldn't be because we, our first commitment was to be this critical institution for the future of the Jewish people and, and to make a real statement in terms of what education should be. Um, and we were not going to do anything to jeopardize the integrity of that product, even as we built it further. Right. And I think uh, my colleagues uh, um, paid the price. So uh, as much as we're all friends, one of my hopes is that the uh, – As the economy picks up and as our structural strategic plans are such that we're rapidly moving towards a sustainable budget, and as all of your listeners will realize that they should be supporting Yeshiva University, I think a top priority is that uh, all of the people who work for the Jewish people have to um, have their uh, morale increased by having better salaries.
0: You talk about the the, uh, spirit, enthusiasm on campus. I mean, it's something that I, as a parent... Uh, can vouch for and I don't think I'm the only parent who would vouch for it. I don't think we're the only family that's you know bleeding why you blue so to speak or blue and white I should say um, you know I mean I have I have sons uh, who every time they walk onto the campus say things like I love this place including a son who's a, an elementary schooler so <laughs> it's there's something about it I don't know if it's the I- infectious environmental uh, enthusiasm or the spirit that just uh, you know, is, is always permeating, it seems, both the indoors and outdoors of the campus. There's just something about it.
1: Well, I would say both at, at the, the Wolf Campus and at the Barron Campus, right. at all our undergraduate schools, um, I think there's a sense of nowhere but here. It is a unique right. place. It's sui generis. What we are, Harvard can't offer. Um, and um, I would say what it really is, I use the term schlemut, um, schlemut you know, which means wholeness, means integrity.
0: It's a complete place. I
1: think it's a complete place. And I think the education is not, certainly it's not a dual curriculum. This is Yeshiva University. I mean the
0: center of what we are. And remember are. you've seen millions excuse I mean yes. I know I'm ex- of college campuses. You've you've seen you've I, been, you've been all around the country. I've in, seen many in, of the in professional capacities and you're saying nowhere but here when
1: in regard to all. Oh I'm look here. I I probably know university campuses better than right. anybody in the Jewish Certainly community. Certainly from a Jewish perspective. And right? uh, not just in North America but right. around the world. And in fact I came to Yeshiva because I thought that it was unique and uh, I saw what its next steps I thought should be. But a lot of that was to mimic what you hope young people's lives would be and what Jewish community should be and what our society should be, which is a value-laden, noble place where you base your life on rights and responsibilities, and that gives you an enormous sense of joy and satisfaction, uh, fulfilling the blueprint that, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us on, her, on, on Mount, Sinai, Mount Sinai.
0: With all the conversations we've had, and we've had many— it, it, I think this is the first morning where it actually hit me. Uh, you, as a representative, who have seen hundreds of campuses, who could tell us the virtues, the positive aspects of many of the college campuses, including, including the Ivy Leaguers, right? Absolutely. Including, and yet, you would say, and I wish people would understand how sincere you are about this, that there is no place like Yeshiva University. And, that if, and in many cases, I don't want to say all cases. I'm a parent. I know it's not all cases. But in many cases, if not most, it is truly the best place for children in our community.
1: You know, I have two comments. One is that people don't understand unless they spend a day at Stern College or at Sims or at Yeshiva or in the Yeshiva. Um, but, but uh, maybe it
0: would be better if they spent a the day on other college campuses first well, and then yeah, go it's to. Interesting, because <laughs> last
1: week I had a visit from a uh, a, a Roman Catholic priest who's one of the vice presidents at Notre Dame, uh, who came to well-known yeshiva. institution. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Wrote me. Um, and uh, he came on the plane because they're in, in and his plane, because uh, they're in Indiana and right. most of their alumni are all over the country, uh, not, not right. right where they live, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, a concept I often dream of. Um, <laughs> not the plane part. Uh, but, uh, uh, but having but, your constituency but, thousands but, but, of miles but Why away. did he come? He wrote me and he said, you know, institutions of values and institutions of, uh, of value based institutions. Uh, have all kinds of challenges in figuring out how to make that education. I mean, part of the problem is that colleges often seem to reflect society instead of saying, how do we model a better way, Mm. uh, a more serious way? And he said, it is renowned that Yeshiva University does this very well. I'd like to come and visit and see how you do it. So, And and he came, he met with lots of our people, but he took a walk around campus with me. And he saw the joy I have of uh, being mayor. Uh, because this as uptown. yeah, because as we walked around, a number of incredible young people who come over and say hello uh, saw the library and how great it was. But the high point, as it usually is, is I took him into our base medrash, right. uh, and <clears throat> uh, and he saw 650 students in one of our five bat medrash engaged in the 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 the, uh, the melodic cacophony of Jewish students at their learning. And uh, I sat him down at a table with the uh, students who are in Rabbi uh, Newberger's class, and uh, I interviewed them, and I asked them why they're here and what they're doing. And uh, a question will always come up when I bring outsiders. Uh, uh, he turned to one of the students who was pr- a pre-dental student, mm-hmm. and he said, so explain to me why you spend five hours a day doing this when you're so busy and you want to go on and be a dentist. And I always, you know, hold my breath and see what the answer is, and this is... <laughs> Terrific, normal, wonderful young guy looks up and says, because this is my life, right? The notion of being able to make Torah values and the Jewish story the core of your existence and through that lens look at God's other wisdoms and saying, I have a privilege and a responsibility, right? To make a difference in the world, to have a life of meaning, uh, to, to do all kinds of things I never thought I could do, but to do it as a serious values-based person. So I did tell the vice president of Notre Dame that if he really wanted to emulate us, uh, I still have plans that uh, we used to build the Gluck base medrash, and perhaps, <laughs> they perhaps in them. Indiana if they just had a base medrash. <laughs> but I say that to say this is really different. When I take people up, you know, I wish the Jews would, would come oh, and yes, visit. Oh, yes, I uh, wish as well. Uh, but, but when I was president of Hillel, I vividly remember that a friend came up to me and said, Richard, you know, my kid was accepted at Penn and was accepted at YU which one should he go to? Mm. And uh, and I said then, and I'd say the same thing now, I said that's not the right question. The right question is, is Yeshiva University a match for your child? If Yeshiva University is a match for your child, Harvard can't compete. It's completely different. Last year I visited Penn. I went to see the, the Hillel building that, uh, that I helped build. Jewish wonderful, presence, yeah. wonderful for what it is. Right. But, you know. Look, Hillel, we built primarily for the other 90% of the Jews, and wanted to have several places that would be good, because every Orthodox Jew shouldn't be at yeshiva. Mm -hmm. I think most should. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember walking down Locust Walk, which is the main main, uh, corridor, the main drag there, and... Just looking around with my mouth open, because it's beautiful. And you have the Wharton School and you have the art exhibits and you have trees and grass. I mean, we're we're right now 185th Street, we're putting in a few trees uh, and some grass. <laughs> um, uh, in our in our new pedestrian mall. But I looked around and wonderful young people, and I said, Richard, so ask yourself, why would someone choose to be on 185th Street and not here? Mm. And frankly, the only answer is if you really believe that the basis of your existence is an immersion in Jewish history and destiny, in in who we are and what we are, and then also want to matter in the world, succeed, um, build community, then Locust Walk has nothing to offer compared to 185th Street or Lexington Avenue. Right. And when you see the... Uh, you're right, they're joyous there because, because it is a wonderful model of who they can be and what they can be. And at a time when in the United States, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness is a big question mark, and most Americans uh, have a hard time thinking about what we stand for except shopping, young people are hungry for values, for meaning, to know they can matter and to know that they have to work very hard to equip themselves um, in terms of education and wisdom and values to move forward.
0: Um, president Richard Joel is here, president of Yeshiva University, until the fifth of June. After fourteen incredible years, um, and all this, by the way, being said without even touching on the point of what the of what the major concentration often is on certain campuses, <laughs> certain campuses around the country. Aside from the politics, and aside from all that. But certain campuses between frat life and, and partying on a daily basis, you know, it's, it's amazing. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's amazing. On 99% of, uh, of campuses, the question might be, you know, what party are we going tonight? That's correct. And on the issue and on, and on University campus is what time is night Seder? You know, like it may be a— uh, But it's true. Exactly.
1: And, and that's nowhere but here. Right. Uh, but I also want to say on a serious, on a serious note about other campuses, uh, as, as terrible as the uh, anti-Israel activity is and that it often morphs into anti-semitism. Most college students on secular campuses uh, do not have that as the staple of their lives. Most Jews right, on campus are safe. That's true. The, the, the challenge f- from my perspective is that secular colleges are loving us to death, right. uh, that, that the values there aren't terrible, right. but they're not consistent. I mean, the American college community believes deeply in individualism. Right. We believe in individualism and, and a strong community. Uh, it believe, uh, most believe in casual intimacy. Uh, we really believe that the individual matters and that the sanctity of, 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 of modesty is important. Uh, campuses, by definition, are opposed to any orthodoxy. Right. Now you're pushing a reset button, taste all things. There are multiple truths. We believe there's lots to explore, but it starts from a basis of commitment to our values.
0: Correct. Even
1: on our graduate campuses, where it's certainly it's not all Jewish and it's not all Orthodox and, it's, uh, and it's, there's, no, there's no Jewish catechism, there's a pervasive sense right. of Jewish
0: values, there's a pervasive sense of meaning, of nobility. A, a core expectation That's, well. correct. Right. That's correct. That's correct. I must ask you a frank question about your competition. Um, Harvard. (laughs) There are competitors, whether it be Harvard or whether it be Queens, whether it be right, whether it be Queens College, whether it be other Jewish colleges. There's a lot of competition out there. I would argue that some of your competitors are doing it well. Some of them are offering, you know, a program for students, you know, properly, so to speak. I would argue that other competitors are doing a disservice to students in our community. Uh, by offering what I would call quickie degrees or online programs that have zero, and I am using the word carefully, that have zero value or worth both today and down the line compared to a degree and courses in your institution. What's your comment on that?
1: Well, I generally don't talk about other institutions. Understood. uh, But I will say that there really is a core question as to whether education is a commodity or whether it's a gift for, for life. And, uh, and that goes to the, look, the major issue we have is what is, is, is called affordability. Right. Uh, even though uh, we're one of the less expensive private universities and we have extraordinary financial um, resources that we commit to making sure that, that, uh, uh, that, that everyone uh, can come to yeshiva. The issue is affordability. I'm often asked to give speeches about the cost of being Jewish, mm-hmm. and I refuse. I said, I'm willing to talk about the cost of being, but why do we put Jewish out there as the thing that's the added cost? It should be the core cost. So why will someone not think of, Education is not how you take courses so you can get a job. Most of your life is not formed around what your job is. Correct. And, and a real education is a life experience with an incredible network with role models who you get to know, Correct. with endless talking about endless themes, while you are equipping yourself to be able to pursue a profession or business uh, or or public service in a way that matters—a
0: well-rounded experience—and
1: in the in the in the context of that, why we think that when our children are 18 years old, that's over, and how can you have a quickie degree so you can get your first job, um, is is an extraordinary problem to me. Now, by the way, online, we have to bless new technology. The question is how we use it. That's why your institution is adjusting properly. And in what context. But my greatest frustration is that our community, which spends so much money on its Jewishness and on day school education, thinks that at the most critical time, when young people are making their most critical friends, are modeling the communities, are thinking about what they should be thinking about, when you have something like YU and, and we make excuses about it, it's crazy. So just please come for a day. Come see it. Come live
0: it. Talk to these students. Um, At the risk of getting off topic, but you'll appreciate this, I think. Um, somebody made the argument uh, during one of the discussions about whether collegiate athletes should be paid or not. Mm-hmm. So someone made the argument, be paid. They're being given a free education in an environment where they, because of their popularity and their expertise, are going to meet people who are likely going to not set them up for life, meaning contribute to them, but form relationships that will likely lead to their first business contacts, their initial jobs, then, of course, and building their corporations, et cetera, et cetera. And people think that, this, you know, that that's an exaggeration. I think it's 100% accurate. And in this case, and I could say this from personal experience on so many different levels, Just being there and being in that environment semester after semester and maintaining relationships that were budding and then building after that is remarkable and enhances one's life way down the road. Look, I I tell – if you're so
1: right, and I tell people um, that if you get into Harvard Law School or Yale Law School, you should go. Right. I would tell you that the the education at Cardozo matches any – in the world, it's a great place. Right. But if you get into Harvard, you go not of because of the education, because of the network, the aftermath, because of the network you have. Now the truth is, on an undergraduate level, for 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 our community, there is no network like a YU network. Correct. Three thousand young people, undergraduates, who who, who meet each other. And Plus the
0: faculty administration.
1: An incredible faculty. Right. Incredible. Find me another yeshiva in the world, with twenty eight. Phenomenal Talmidei Chachamim Jewish uh, religious scholars uh, who involve themselves in the lives of students. Find me the kind of career guidance and the kind of emotional guidance and the t- spiritual. Uh, there's much more to do, and thank God uh, Rabbi Berman is uh, is uh, only in his mid-40s, so he'll have all the energy to do it.
0: Typical for the start of a president of a university, correct? Mid-40s would be typical in this country or not? Yes, sure, typical. Around there. Around there 45, is typical. 50.
1: Uh, and look... Uh, uh, um, uh, please God, I wish him uh, hundreds of years as sure. president. The average presidency tenure now is a little over five
0: years, because in this country, in the United States, because not at Yeshiva University. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> the average... it will.
1: Uh, I wish again. I hope that Ari, the Rabbi Berman, is there for right. a long time. It is a, an extraordinarily difficult job. It has become a very um, John Kennedy when he was president. But you
0: brought down the average only slightly in terms. Of yes, only. Oh, so, <laughs> look, I, as I told you, <laughs> right. I, I, I thought it would be ten years, right. and it's been
1: fourteen. <laughs> Uh, It could be more, but you know what? First of all, Esther and I say, and this is important, um, we would do this again in a nanosecond. We just don't want to do it anymore. Right, understood. And and I'd also say that it's right. Yeshiva University needs Ari Berman. Yeshiva University needs next. There is no one perfect perspective. I wanted to bring a smile to Yeshiva. I wanted to bring a sense of Kedusha, of nobility. And... um, and also to be responsible for making sure that the institution would be would would have its full uh, legitimacy and integrity and I walk out excited about that but, but these are very difficult jobs. You, you wanted
0: know? to say something about JFK?
1: Yes, so, so Kennedy um, described the presidency yeah. as a splendid misery <laughs> and, and I want you I keep that with me because both are true but but splendid is more than an adjective. It should probably be miserable splendor, right. um, because the opportunity to know the next generation, to be constantly of hope, uh, to see that you as an individual can matter, that you work with people you admire, that that knowledge is kept on a high plane, but aspiration is there. It's splendid, but it is. But the 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 burdens and the pressures and the. And the politics and some mean-spiritedness when you're just a good guy trying to do good things and i don't mean even directed at me i mean situational right. is extraordinarily hard um
0: and institutional
1: and it, look i i, I gave uh, governor andrew cuomo an honorary degree a year and a half ago and i i generally have some some private time with the honorees i enjoyed i had like 15 minutes with george bush and it was very nice and 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 with hillary clinton um uh, and lots of people but with uh with Governor Cuomo I said you are having fun governor he said well you know it's hard but but you know yeah I'm having fun I said and do you have any private time he said look Richard we're in the same business and and your job is very much like mine he says yeah I had a day off yesterday but like you I spent every minute waiting for the phone to ring <laughs> and I never knew who would be on the other end right. um, and I think that's true uh, is it worth doing of course it's worth doing you have to have an enormous amount of patience and you have to have a best friend um, who's there for you. And you have to have wonderful people with you. I, I, I teach a course at Yeshiva and at Stern, actually at Sims, but for men and women on, on leadership. And I have different guest speakers come. So uh, last year I had the Father Joseph McShane, who's just an extraordinary man, a Jesuit priest, who's the president of Fordham University. And we're friends. We go to most of the kosher restaurants in the city for, <laughs> uh, for meals. And he's a wonderful priest and a wonderful man, and a wonderful president. But um, I asked if we could ask personal questions after he'd make his presentation. He said, sure. I said, so, uh, so Father McShane, I said, here's a, Esther and I were talking the other day, and I said, I don't know how Joe does it. I couldn't possibly do this job without ah. you and my family right. around me. Right. So I want to ask you now, how do you do it? And he started laughing. He said, it's funny. I was having that same conversation. And I said to the people around me, I don't know how Richard does it. How do you do this job and have a family? So, so you know, the, 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 the good news is that certainly in the university world, I think, I think the, uh, uh, the public is blessed by having people who want to do these things for the right reasons. Um, uh, I, wish, um, I wish people would want to know the full story. Want to have a leap of faith, perhaps more than they do, to give the leaders um, a chance
0: to lead, to hold people right. responsible, right? But give them a little benefit of the doubt. But to cut a break, right? Uh, President Richard Joel is here. I, I could do this for hours with you, as you know. But there are a couple of a couple of things I really need to discuss with you and remind the community about. You have chosen a special guest speaker and honorary degree recipient for the commencement on the twenty-fifth of May, why was Ambassador Ron Dermer chosen for that distinction? I think he's a good guy. Um, why really? Yeah. First
1: of all, um, this is our commencement that comes at the point of the 50th anniversary of right. the unification of Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. Oh, literally Yerushalayim. the next day. That's correct. Right. And we wanted to make uh, the right kind of statement. Uh, Ambassador Dermer, uh, most important, is married to a stern alum. Ah, that's great. Um, is a Is a strong and traditional Jew. He's a fierce defender of the state of Israel, and uh, he's an example for our students of someone who says, here I am, I want my life to make a difference, I want to be fierce in it, but I realize that my basic commitment is to the Jewish people. Um, I think he represents that. Um, I think this is not being awarded, as none of our degrees have ever been awarded for political purposes. Um, I, think, uh, uh, I think, you know, we have a, one of his predecessors, uh, Danny I alone, of oh. course, is on our faculty now, uh, comes for eight weeks every year and is a gift to us as well. Uh, but Ron Dermer has, has um, really been uh, leapt in, uh, took responsibility, uh, and continues to advocate for the Jewish people. Uh, I think he's also a powerful speaker. Oh, he's and, great. And, and really represents a lot of our values. So he
0: will be speaking on the 25th of May at the East University Commencement, and he'll be an honorary degree recipient. Tzili Charney has been chosen, Leon Charney's uh, widow, I guess we would say at this point.
1: Right. Well, I would say it's Tzili Charney because Tzili and Leon Charney, as um, as both philanthropists and as caring Jews and deeply committed to Israel, have always been a pair. Mm. So Tzili is getting this degree. First of all, uh, there is now a, 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 a Charney legacy at Yeshiva that has been established. Celia is working with us to make sure that our Center for Israel Studies is stronger and stronger, and that's very special, and she's an indomitable woman and role model uh, for us all, and uh, that's why, why she's been chosen. And uh, this is look this is also at Madison Square Garden with with our graduates and 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 families there are 5,000 people right. there it's one of the largest gatherings of of traditional Jews uh, certainly of modern Orthodoxy uh, in the country it's a great celebration and we can use that uh, to to come away feeling proud
0: and the presidential medallion will be awarded to by Manfred Fulda that day as well now did you have him as a as a teacher I did not well,
1: then you, then you and I both missed something because <laughs> Rabbi Fulda, the um, Presidential Medallion is something I bestow. Uh, we don't give honorary degrees to employees of the university or to faculty. So I created the Presidential Medallion to be awarded from time to time for outstanding people. Uh, Rabbi Mayor Fulda, um, uh, talk about nowhere but here, it's no one but him, um, has been uh, a Rebbe for 55 years. Um, he is a he, he's a survivor, but it's the wrong word. He hasn't survived. He's thrived. And, and he's now, please God, uh, a, a very much a senior citizen, and yet he teaches both at Yeshiva and at Stern wow. uh, during the week. He refuses to have a car sent for him. He goes on the subway. He walks from his home on 178th Street in and Washington Broadway Heights. in Washington Heights. <laughs> and he cares so profoundly about each and every young person and as a man of such indomitable faith and Jewish wisdom. Uh, that it's it's elegant to do this. Stuff. I hope
0: some of his students walk with him once in a while, I hope. So. I'm sure they do. <laughs> so he will be uh, recognized with the presidential medallion on the uh, on the morning of uh, the 25th of May. And we wish you congratulations on your final commencement as president at Yeshiva University. Thank you. Uh, and we should also mention, as you alluded to earlier, that starting on Tuesday, May 30th, which is Erev Shavuos, there will be another amazing Ritz Shavuos Yarche Kala, uh, you described it earlier as 850 people gathered in one of the most remarkable uh, yuntiv gatherings one can imagine with incredible speakers and Rabaim who are going to be giving shiurim, of course. And, and wonderful food. And good food as well, nice accommodations. And you and I know that this, this started a few years back, and I'm sure there was some skepticism as to whether this would be attractive, and, and it sells out almost immediately every single time. Look, in the university
1: world, there's skepticism on Monday as to whether <laughs> the next day is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um this was this I'm very proud of this. Uh, it, it, it should have always been right. but you have to think of it and I have to tell you that it was very much the the inspiration of Rabbi Menachem Penner, who's the Dean of Ritz. I claim great credit for all things that are done on my watch <laughs> uh, and I certainly encouraged it and partnered. but this is the seventh year that we've done it and we don't have to do serious marketing to to, to be standing room only. It's in the Westchester Hilton. but what it really is is it sure it's all of us, together. It's people who are YU people and non-YU people. Right. It's left and right, um, and it's constant learning, celebration, uh, conversation, sleeping, and eating. Um, and uh, and the nice thing about it for me as president, because I'm always expected to be everywhere, is we never have only one session. It's always three sessions at a time. So I can spend most of the time sleeping in my room, <laughs> and people will think I'm elsewhere. And of course, you're joking when you of say Of course, I'm joking. <laughs>
0: Yes, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm
1: being less careful than I should be yes, in this, this conversation. There's
0: a, a vast audience. And I'm not sure everybody <laughs> has the same sense of humor we have. What is next for President Richard Joel? You mentioned teaching, which you're doing now. Will that continue? And do you have other plans uh, once June 5th arrives?
1: You know, someone once said to me that you shouldn't retire, you should rewire. Mm. And, um, and thank God, I, 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 we are of a generation that hasn't been work, 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 and then you get to stop and go into God's waiting room and wait. Um, uh, for me, uh, as a as an only child whose father died when I was 13, the, one of the great lessons he gave me was that you have to count every day. So I've lived my life savoring. Uh, the rest of my life is for more savoring. I hope I can matter uh, to our community, um, whether I join a not-for-profit board or can mentor or coach people or if anyone wants to talk, we'll see what happens. The most important thing is not to make those plans. I have a sabbatical coming now, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, which both, uh, uh, you know, gives me a little bit of time and uh, I will be preparing classes and uh, I've been asked to, uh, to write a book. Uh, I haven't decided yet whether it's a, a comic book or not. <laughs> Um, but please, God, about, about what I care about and what I believe in. I have six children, so I know it will sell six copies. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, I want to savor time and I want to be uh, worthwhile. After a year, I will be teaching uh, at Yeshiva University uh-huh. in various of its schools um, and, um, and, and trying to, to have a full life. But I also would tell you that, uh, uh, that the most important part of my life is Esther and our children and as of now, eleven grandchildren. Wow! And to have wow. to have sure. some time to invest there. I mean, thank God we've always been, uh, we've always known what our priorities are, but this should be a great gift for me. But also, as I told you, I'm going into the hospital to have a total knee replacement. Right. So that goes well. As I said to you, and I'm sure people will understand my sense of humor here, what a nice thing to step down as president and then go to the hospital and be on morphine for two weeks.
0: (laughs) And it's literally happening the next day, right after commencement. That's correct. Um, Well, I'll ask you a favor with with the question in mind of what you'll be doing next and and the whole list of things you just mentioned. I will ask you to include in your list – to continue to encourage people like myself and others who are trying to build and lead in our community to continue to do so. And I, I assume that just like the past 14 years, whenever you've been called upon to give a word of inspiration or to, or, or to confirm to the community that there's some good work being done out there, that you'll be more than happy to continue doing the same.
1: You know it would be my greatest pleasure. I love being with you. Um, I, 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 I thank God I've never thought this is about me. <laughs> I do think that wherever people find fulfillment, that's where they should spend their lives, but I think we have a special responsibility. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are in a covenantal relationship with God, and whether we do it as clay kodesh, as uh, holy workers, or as lay kodesh, as, as, as sacred lay laypeople, um, we have a responsibility to, to spread meaning and purpose, and those who choose to, to do that are not making a sacrifice, they're making an investment. And it's an investment in purpose and meaning and in Western civilization a growing, and it must and it will. So I'll be honored anytime I can, I can add value.
0: Greatly appreciated, by, both by me and by many out there who look to you for guidance and inspiration. And finally, uh, after 14 years of hearing every kind of prediction about Yeshiva University, from the most promising to the most dire. You have, heard, you have heard them all, and if you haven't heard them, I can tell you all of them. No, no, no,
1: no, thank you. I've heard them.
0: <laughs> I can tell you all of them have been said. After all these predictions, I think it is safe to say now in the middle part of 2017 that the future is very bright, and there's no reason to think that the institution is going to do anything other than excel and continue to uh, inspire in the Jewish world. Of course it
1: is. Of course it's always been and always will be. First of all, you know, I've helped, but God is the president of Yeshiva University and remains so. Uh, In Rabbi Berman, we have a young, dynamic, committed, uh, visionary leader who who will take it to the next place. And I will tell you that it is an eternal institution. It's critical not just for the Orthodox community. It's critical for the Jewish world and it's critical for what education is supposed to mean. So, of course it will. But I have to I have to be true to my beliefs it's not like uh, too many people think it's like air that you need it to live and it's free it's not free and and yeshiva university will of course always survive but it's all of our responsibilities to invest in it right. and to make it work but it's just it really is a special and wonderful place and it's been a, an honor of my life uh, to be able to be associated with it and to,
0: and to continue to be a lot of great personal highlights, huh? The book, the book, I'm sure will include some incredible moments. Well, you- there's
1: a book that I'll that I'll write and distribute, and there's the book that no one will see. <laughs> uh, but it's been every day has been a privilege, and with all the uh, um, the challenges that are there too, there has been something to savor in every day, and um, and the future, our future as a people, and our future. Uh, as a civilization, is bright if we, if we illuminate it.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I've had the opportunity to say this to Rabbi Lamb on more than one occasion, including when I was much younger, which would be shocking to some that I was able at that age to understand how important the institution was in my life. And now I have a chance to say to you, I thank you very, very much. I am what I am and who I am because of Yeshiva University, and I have never, ever uh, shied away from proclaiming that throughout the world. So I thank you. And your son is even better. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually a great compliment. As you know, because you have children, uh-huh. that's the greatest compliment Absolutely. you can make. Look, you're a gift to the Jewish people, Nachum. And, and the
1: music you make is both through the song and through your own uh, special character. And, uh, and I'm honored to know you.
0: Thank you. Don't be a stranger. The president of Yeshiva University, on the 5th of June, his tenure will come to an end. Uh, the 25th of May is the uh, final commencement under his watch of the Yeshiva University graduates, and uh, the incredible and amazing bright future of Yeshiva University is one that we will continue to follow right here every single day at JM in the AM.